0: Today's work is done, but we ain't going home yet, so crack of cold one, we're having beers in the shop, and here's your host, the Farm Talk Mafia.
1: Welcome into episode 12 of Beers in the Shop, today we have a treat for you as power couple off of TikTok, Denny and Liv, join us. How you guys doing? man fucking test.
0: Another day in paradise. <laughs> episode 12. That is, that's my lucky number, man. Hey, I, I didn't know one? we'd make it this far. Can be a good one. Yeah.
1: All right. So just to kick off this episode, why don't you guys, you know, give a little background where you're from and what you guys do, and we'll get to our bullshit after that.
2: We're both from Northwest Ohio. I'm in manufacturing, and Liv is in Horses. <laughs>
3: professional
1: equestrian <laughs> yeah so I also wanted to get your tiktok handles in there too COVID-19
2: USA
3: and I think mine is live.luck live
2: underscore live <laughs> underscore
3: luck I don't even I know I don't think
1: there's probably too many that have that so they'll find <laughs> you either way
3: live so- underscore luck yeah that's what it is so we're kind of
0: diving we're kind of diving into the tiktok handles here and i know i i seen you dennis um you guys caught a little heat while back for not being part of the quote-unquote farm talk what's your take on that i mean i mean seriously i who the who the hell's policing this shit i I don't know get alive i mean come on now my bank account tells me i bought my
3: way in
0: (laughs) no kidding i mean that that's pretty cool i mean that's I mean, as far as the uh, the quote-unquote niche, you know, the corn, the soybeans, stuff like that. I mean, you guys are raising – I mean, the are they – yeah, are they are, – are you guys raising are – are we on thoroughbreds, quarter horses? What are we doing here? I guess Thor- – I'm, I'm curious. And,
3: thoroughbreds and warm blood. Got gotcha. I- that's what we do we've got thoroughbreds that we refurbish basically we buy them off of the racetrack when they're not good runners and make them into hunters and jumpers and dressage horses and the uh, european horses they obviously they come over from europe that
0: that's i mean i i don't even honestly i can't, I can't even i don't even know what to say because i'm like so far out of that i have no idea but that, same here. that's same i mean that's i mean that's awesome I i remember like when I was a little kid, I, I was so infatuated with horses. I mean, I went to every summer camp I could possibly go to, and, and I, I completely lost it. But I, I love riding. I absolutely love it. Like, anytime we go anywhere, like me and Chelsea and my wife, we're going on horseback rides and stuff like that. Like, we're, we're finding somewhere that offers horseback rides, and we're going. and it, It's so fun. I mean, that's so cool. And, I, and that, that's, like, so far out of, like, what you guys are probably doing. I mean, you guys are – No, I wish it was like
2: that for us because it's more of a – it's a business.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. In. And that's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's, it's a completely different game for you guys because you guys are – I mean, you're raising right performance horses, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's – you're not leisurely riding these horses. I mean, they're they're performance animals. And I guess I, I can kind of relate to that because, like, here I do a lot with – with dogs like raising hunting dogs and performance dogs and stuff like that so i can kind of relate to that you know everybody's thinking oh this is a cute dog it's a pet it's like no yes it's a pet he needs to be well mannered but he's also trained to do certain things and if he I, I catch a lot of hell for being so hard on my dogs and being so strict but it's like listen i mean it's a training process it carries over to socialization all that stuff and I could dive way down this rabbit hole, and I should probably shut the fuck up right now. But
2: well, some of these human parents anyway.
0: take take uh, take notes from the uh, dog and horse trainers.
3: Oh yeah. yeah.
1: So to segue this a little bit, other than pissing off some liberals, Dennis, uh, I see you're pretty big <laughs> into the farm talk kitchen. So who does the cooking in your family?
2: It's not her all day. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Not me. <laughs> he, I don't even think that he trusts me to stir something to keep it from burning, to be honest. <laughs> and he definitely doesn't trust me with knives. So, I'm not allowed to be his, his uh, what do you call that, sous chef yeah. either. <laughs> She'll cut her
0: fingers I, off. I, I don't know about you, Dennis. I like cooking. Like, I, oh, I love it. it. Yep. Yeah, I enjoy the hell out of it. When I can. I mean, I i i would say i don't know five out of the seven days a week here i probably do the cooking in our house i mean i'm i i can't i can't even lie like chelsea she's a hell of a cook but she i don't we're so busy like we're like our schedules are exactly opposite so we're like at the house at opposite times all the time and i just always ends up that i'm home when it's time to make supper and she gets home from her job and I don't mind it. I like it. Me and, me and the little daughter, we just rock out while I'm cooking food, and we—it's it, a blast.
2: It's a stress reliever for me, especially coming back to yeah. the office, and when I get home, I'm usually home way before Liz gets home. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, all my—I would say the vast majority of the farm talk kitchen episodes that I do is when I'm here by myself, because she's out in the barn until seven, eight o'clock at night.
0: Yeah. 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 Mix up a drink fire six, a night, fucking had it. <laughs> Mix up a drink, fire up the pellet stove, and that's right. And uh see what see what you can make up. Yeah, I love it. I think the most difficult thing about it right now is trying to figure out what in the fuck to make next. Yeah, so, yeah, you you're always off, looking like, what do you do? Yeah, you're always looking for something new. I mean you have your old faithfuls that you can always go back to, you know, you have a good meal, but when you have some time, you're trying to make something like like what can I try tonight? And you go for that. And I, I feel like there's always some growing pains with that. Like you're like yep. and, and and you're and the cook is always the biggest critic. Like everyone's like, Oh, this is awesome, this and that. And you're just like, Ah I, I don't know. Done like, I've done better. Yeah. 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 And yeah. our grocery store,
3: I mean, we don't
2: go to the grocery store weekly. I go every day. It's
3: there's just a, the two of
2: us. Just the two of us. So it's like Really? What am I gonna make that night? And usually, I walk in the grocery store. I look to see what they have fresh. That's you know whatever, but I feel like making it. Like, that's kind of how we do our nightly dinners.
0: We get there about twice a week, and, and like once a year, we'll order a whole beef. And like you get, you know, you get X amount of steaks and shit like that from that, yep. and then and and then like more fucking ground beef than you can even fathom. I mean, it's stupid. But like, I don't. I feel like we burned through the steaks in like a month and a half, like yep. so fast. I, I mean, if like we have the option here, we're eating steak like three times, and then like all of a sudden we have no steak and we have three freezers full of freaking ground beef, no <laughs> idea what to do with, and that's when when like growing corn. Tony Reed, when he put that video out about "Give me all the ground beef you can get," I was like, "Dude, I will make that trade with you so fucking fast because I don't want any of sitting, this uh, stuff."
2: Hey, Mister I need a recipe. yeah. I <laughs> was
0: like, send all the ribeyes, sirloins, strips my way. I will send all the fucking hamburger packages I can even think of because I mean, Chelsea and I we will come up with the dumbest ways to use pound bags of hamburger. Just to get rid of it, so we can get our next beef ordered. It's it's insane.
1: You're chopping it up and throwing it with your macaroni and cheese. And- oh, for <laughs> sure, it,
0: it's insane. <laughs> you can do right. it at that point, right? <laughs> <laughs> like trying to like season it up for like breakfast sausage. It's like hamburger. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like,
1: this is pathetic, but whatever. <laughs> so, we talked about live in the horses and what she does. I want a little bit of the manufacturing aspect of what you do, Dennis, or at least tell us what you want. You don't have to tell us the ins and outs. So. Well,
2: I'll tell you, I'll give you a real short synopsis of kind of an overall view of how it went down. I started out my career as an electrical engineer. Mm-hmm. I worked for two years for a heat treater in Holland, Michigan, doing their flame safety controls on their furnaces. And that was back. I can't even remember what year it was. It was in the late 90s. Olivia's dad called me. And I've known him since I was 15 years old. I used to drive
3: uh-huh.
2: her dad. my Her dad and my dad had boats together. And they would get fucked up and they needed a the captain. So <laughs> at 15 years old, I'm driving 45-foot fucking sea race twin-engine boats to the bars for my dad and her dad.
3: Well, you got to be
1: honest, though. My dad didn't
2: know how to drive his My dad could drive when he didn't want to drive drunk. And My dad had no idea what he was doing. Dead, dead <laughs> he life. just had the
1: boat. <laughs> he just had the boat.
2: So there were three of them. There was Scott, my dad's name is Dennis as well, and Corky. So those three would switch up. They would take someone's boat out on a Friday night, go to the bar, get fucked up on Lake Erie. And of course, they'd have to call me. Where you at? Get your ass over here. We'll give you $500. All you got to do is drive the boat. <laughs> so I did that probably when I was 15, 16, maybe 17 for about a couple, two, three years. To make a long story short, her dad called me when I was up in Holland, Michigan, and her grandfather owned a machinery business, used machinery. It was all stamping presses and fabrication machinery. They wanted somebody to come in. They just bought a company in town here called City Austin. It was huge. It was like 850,000 square feet. They bought it. and They wanted to turn it into a used machinery warehouse, but they wanted to be the top of the industry, and they wanted to have all this used stuff that they bought. They wanted to have it all retrofitted with new controls and electrics and stuff. So I did that for a couple of years. So these guys were out buying equipment all over the world, and every time they would bring shit in for me to redo, I'd be pissed off. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys buying? Shit's fucking junk. Who the fuck is buying this shit? <laughs> so Olivia's dad says, I'll tell you what, if you can find someone as good or better than you to take your place, we're going to bring you up to the front office and you're going to do all the buying and we'll go on from there. So I found a guy, Mike Rathman, yep. and he took over the shop and he did all of the the uh, control retrofits and all that, and I did all the buying. I did that for about eight years. So I traveled all over the world buying equipment, used equipment, shipping it back to Ohio, putting in the warehouse, and that's kind of what we did. So I was actually doing majority of majority of what I was doing was buying. Then I got into selling, so buying and selling, and that was I can't remember what the years were. It was like two. 2000, well, 2001.
3: You, no, you got to think because dad would have started his own company when he left grandpa what, 2000, 2000, so it would have been late 90s.
2: So I quit.
3: When you would have left.
2: Olivia's dad left her grandfather because they got in a big family feud in 1999. Her dad started her, his company in 2000, and I left and went on. I did my own thing. So from 2000 to about 2003, I had my own company buying and selling equipment. That was fine, but about that time was when the internet kind of really took off as far as we used machinery. We used to do everything with mass faxes. I mean, I was the king of mass faxing and cold calling. I had an office that we rented out. I had eight girls in there, all I did was cold call people. Hey, what do you got for sale? We want to buy it. we, we, We wanted to buy shit. So it was kind of was diff- we weren't really selling shit, we're buying stuff, we're trying to buy shit. So that was kind of cool. But when the internet took a, you know came alive and they you know eBay came out, it kind of fucked up that whole industry. So I left, went off on my own. I was doing retrofits. I put in a couple of huge presses for MTD products and some other stuff, doing some technical shit. And then I ran across a guy in Columbus, Ohio that had a stamping facility. And he hired me to put in four presses and rebuild And and Actually, I rebuilt four presses, and I bought a press. It was in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It was a 1,500-ton version. Redid the whole thing, and I was just on contract. At the end of the day, it's like, hey, I'm going to pay you X amount of money. Why don't you just come to work for me and and do all of my technical stuff for all of our five plants? I'm like, well, the price is right. The price was right. And I was worked there for I think another. See, I worked there until
3: 2009.
2: Yeah, 2009, when the when the shit hit the fan in the markets. So 2009, he went bankrupt. We were doing business with Navistar, DTNA, Pat Car, all the heavy truck guys. Navistar was our biggest customer at Q3 back then started came to me and said, all right, we're going to pay you $15,000 a month just to sit here, keep an eye on our assets, and make sure that we get all our tools out of all your facilities. I'm like, all right, that's cool. I'll do that. Yeah. I don't I'll, have to do anything, but other than go in there and... <laughs> give me a around, call. I'll come down. But they trusted me.
1: Yeah.
2: <clears throat> so I said, I would do that. I cut a deal with them. I said, at the end of the day, though, at the 11th hour, I want first-run refusal to buy all the fucking equipment out of this facility. And... That went on for about a year. They asked me to buy it. I said, all right, I'll buy it. So I bought all the equipment. I didn't have really the money to buy a building and get started on my own. I didn't have any contacts. I didn't know anybody in the steel industry. So I called Olivia's dad, and he had a friend that was already in the manufacturing business. All right, well, let's partner up and rock it out. So that's what we did. And this is 12 years later, and here we are. Damn. So now we're, we're doing, uh, we've we a lot of, we do a, we're pretty diverse, but heavy truck is my game. Um, I do a lot of the engineering work. I head up the engineering department. Um, I don't do a whole lot of the financial stuff. Uh, I basically you know, do all the engineering and I do some sales where big, any heavy truck sales, sales like that, or, you know, I talk to these guys. I'm face to face with all the people at DTNA car Navastar, and Mobile. They
3: like I'm the you. front
2: man. Yeah, they love they've known me for 20 years. So
3: yeah.
2: yeah so that's kind God. of what that's kind of how it evolved. And now we're doing about 220 million a year in sales. And we do a lot for heavy truck, obviously. And heavy truck was really my baby <laughs> when I brought yeah. in 12 years ago. And we do HVAC, heavy truck, uh, medical. You name it; it's insane. We do very, very little automotive—maybe six percent out of that whole total
0: annual revenue. I kind of got to—I got to touch on the part where you were talking about, you know, the cold calls and and going to the internet and stuff like that. I feel like me and Blake were right on that gen. We were right on that generation. You know, we grew up. So I'm I'm 25. Blake, you're 24, right? Yep yeah so we grew up like yeah young guns they're, they're laughing right now. so <laughs> but like our parent you know i grew up as a kid like seeing that cold call culture this you know the bag for us, this and that like it's crazy and then as you know as we're growing into young adults the internet just come on fucking strong so we have seen it all and i, I feel like like blake and i's age is like kind of unique like we've kind of experienced the whole technological revolution i guess if yeah, if yeah, will. yeah sure. I, I mean we've i mean really to be able to rem- remember that because we kind of went from not it at all to just fucking full wide open yeah now now i mean you can access anything from your fucking from a little fucking five inch screen in your hand i mean it's crazy yeah, I remember when you
3: couldn't even get on the internet, on the cell phone, and that yep. was like, you can then, check any, absolutely anything you want to
0: look at. It, you can just, on that little device, you can find right. it. Right, and that that's crazy too, because I can remember that too. I remember having a Motorola Razr. Yes! Yes, that was, like,
3: and uh, that was, that was, that was
0: my first phone. That was my first phone. And you thought it was so fucking cool that you could load something on that phone. I bet it took 5 minutes. I bet it took <laughs> long, longer than that, but you could pull up a web page and you thought that was the coolest fucking shit ever. And now yeah. if it takes if it takes longer than 10 seconds, you're losing your goddamn mind. <laughs> <laughs> i mean you are literally you're like fucking self-service shit
1: <laughs> you're turning your why service hell- on and off your yes
0: why on the hell is this not loading where am yeah. i at why do i not have service and it's just it's just weird like i, I feel like i, I just want to point that out like i like a lot like us young guys get a lot of catch a lot of flack sometimes because we're eating tide like, pods yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like I as, far, know, as far as far as the guys that are turning like 30 right now, uh, 28, 30 to like 25, we've kind of we kind of grew up in the this transi- this weird transition period that we're, that that the whole society is experiencing. And I, I don't know how to. Maybe I've just had a few too many uh, whisking cokes, and I'm just fucking rambling on here, but hey, whatever.
2: To put 10 years out of that, my first phone was a bag phone, and they yeah. were like oh, no. fucking $2 a minute. So if your pager went off and it was an emergency, I forgot, they used to put something on there, it was an emergency. You called for your bag phone, it was like, hurry up, and fucking tell me what you need, motherfucker, right now. And I keep <laughs> this all goddamn day. <laughs> you, had, you had
3: a pager, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was too young. And I, did, I did, wasn't around for the pager era, but the, that, I remember when I was a little itty-bitty that everyone yeah. had those stupid things on their head and it was like, look down at yeah. it. And, like said 911 and you went out
2: to your truck and grabbed your bag phone. What do you need, motherfucker? Make <laughs> it fast.
0: I don't, it's, it's crazy, though. You think, I mean, we're talking a, a 10, 15-year period here. What's no, what? Not that, what it's not that long. You're right. Yeah. What What are we looking at in ten more years here? Oh, geez. I mean, seriously. what 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 are we going to be working with here? I mean, it's crazy. In any industry, you're you're in the manufacturing industry. We're in the farming industry. Lives. I mean, I seriously. I everything. Everything the is technology
2: so, is, is changing
0: every day. It's everything daily. is going to be so computerized. I, I mean, it's just like how. At, at the same point, like you kind of get anxiety. Like, how are we going to keep up with this? I mean, seriously, like it, it's crazy. It's moving so fast, faster than we can even think. I I don't know. My, like I said,
1: I'm probably overthinking here, but you're not overthinking when the FBI keeps releasing all this UFO bullshit. <laughs> oh, I will agree. Uh, I will agree. <laughs> it's not, I
3: don't know what's going on with all that, but <laughs> making
1: me <it Dude>. nervous. <laughs> hey,
0: aliens cannot be that scary essentially they're just people from another planet so if i was to come across another alien i would probably just buy him a drink yeah we would would have a good time and say welcome to earth
1: and we've seen too many movies they probably uh, better
2: people than our government.
1: For fuck's sake, paying <laughs> five million dollars to take a fucking.
3: Well, party. and there's a reason why they don't want to come over here. They probably see all the shit show, and they're like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm not doing all that. Our, we'll stay over here." Our
0: govern, our government is a train train wreck on all <laughs> yeah. sides. On all sides. I mean i I think we can all agree. We all lean one way versus the other, but, yeah, but they both sides are fucked up. I agree with you. Nonetheless, it's it's a fucking giant train wreck in Washington, DC. And it's always gonna be that I don't I don't know how we're gonna climb out of that. I really don't. It's,
1: it's gonna sad. get worse.
0: It's I mean if if you if you come out of high school and you say I'm gonna be a career politician, you are already the most crooked motherfucker I know that I've graduated. <laughs> yeah. And that's a fact. Like you want to be a politician, you already know how to manipulate the system, and that's what you're good at, and that's fine. But it's it's not good for anybody. It's really not. The only person it's good for is the person that decides he wants to fucking be a politician, and that's it. <laughs> I, I'm sorry.
1: And yet they're making, they're making six figures just to sit there and argue all day. Like, yeah, how is fucking,
0: that? To sit there and fucking take a nap while some fucking... Joe Dick is up there on the stand fucking doing a filibuster for eight fucking hours. You're over there in your fucking designated seating area, fucking taking a nap because you don't give a shit
1: what he says. Meanwhile, you got people that are volunteering their time to be on school boards and stuff like that. They're actually doing something worth their time for free. Right. (laughs) Compared to those guys. The people that actually give
0: a fuck are not looking to make a career out of it. And that's the problem no, They're trying to
2: make a fucking difference That's what it should
0: be Yeah, but Some they're never
2: suckers go- should get paid Fuck that
1: Yeah, <clears throat>
0: I
2: agree I agree
1: Yeah, and a segue back to Dennis's uh, story there <laughs> He recently had a video that went viral I know you were at 8 million views
2: Yeah, like 8 I uh, talking to Tony last night They hit 8.2 million That was yesterday
1: Okay it's still on fire. My fucking
2: phone blows up all day long. <laughs> I can't get notifications from people that I want to get. Get them. You know. Yeah. I can't, I can't do it. It's like it's insane. Yeah,
1: but I'm sure from that video, the amount of hate comments you've gotten oh, has been through the roof. But they don't understand what you just told us. Your life story of how you worked your way up to have that nice truck to be able to make a video like that. I mean, nobody gave anything to me. Yeah, exactly. They're expecting. Oh, his daddy gave that to him. They don't understand the cold calls oh, that you were man. describing before. They, <laughs> how many phone calls have you made to get where you are? Fucking millions.
2: Yeah, a lot more than nobody using that stupid fucking video guy.
0: Nobody gives a fuck about how you get there. They just want to criticize you. yeah, when says, you're when you're best. there. I'll tell
2: you yeah, what, I buried my dad two years ago, and at the end of the day, it cost us about. 45,000 yeah. out of my pocket so my parents didn't give me shit my parents gave me right. an education my dad raced funny cars for years my dad taught me how to wrench my dad taught me knowledge of electrical stuff uh, machining that came from my dad
3: everything and when it comes to a house a housework like drywall Painting, it. I building, it things that amazes right. me on the stuff that you know how to do, and I'm like chopping half of a finger off.
2: I learned all that <laughs> stuff that I can do today. I learned from my
0: father. I can give you my father didn't give me any money. I don't give a fuck about the money. The knowledge. Yep.
1: It's yeah. Prices. Exactly.
0: Exactly. I got you survival skills. Survival skills. The best. The best thing you can teach in today's society is a work I'm sorry. Yep. yep plain and simple i mean there's very i i can't say very few but there's definitely a minority population that's getting taught a good work ethic anymore but yeah
2: yeah i can remember when i was nine or ten years old my dad would come upstairs and rip me out of bed at 7 a.m and said let's go boy we're going to work (laughs) and i did i worked my
1: fucking dick off when i was a kid and you probably got home late that night before, too.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, not at 10 years old, I didn't. Oh, uh, well, you know what I meant. <laughs> but there were plenty of times at 17 and 18 years old that uh, I got home late. He's like, come on, you got to help me today. Oh. So to puke the fucking Marco's speech of pepperoni. <laughs> pepperonis down the window from the second floor down his window.
0: Here's a funny segue, and I, I know my parents listen to this, so this is going to be kind of fun. Describe the first time you ever got drunk. I well, let's just dive into this. I'll go. I'll go with mine. So I was fifteen. I was fifteen. I just moved. I moved. So kind of weird story on me. I was at a public school system. I moved to another because of my parents splitting. So I moved to another, and then I moved back to my original. So, like the first week back, big party. No, I'm back. Let's go. This and that. Fucking get, I'm, I'm 15. This, I literally, the first time I ever touched any alcohol. Mike's hard lemonade. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I mean, fucking trash. I fucking so bad. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't even gonna, know. <laughs> I don't even know who dropped me off at home. I, I have no idea. Somehow. I got home and mind you, this is probably the first time I've, I've drank before, but I've never been drunk. before, Right. So I wake up the next morning. A headache. Like I can't even fucking explain. Like I'm serious. Like 15 years old. I have no idea what's going on. And uh, I spent the whole next day in my dad's basement. And I just told him I had the flu. I it's like <laughs>
3: that I,
0: I sat downstairs and I watched Law and Order Special Victims Unit all day, just nursing my hangover, fucking slamming waters. And uh I don't know, it's kind of
1: a fun story, but Blake, what you got? Uh yeah, my dad listens to this too, so I don't know how much of this I'm gonna leave in. But anyway. You know, but it's
0: all good. <laughs> He's going to find out eventually
1: anyway. Oh, no, this story has to do with him, too. So, yeah, it's it wasn't my first time drinking, but it's one of the very first memories I remember. One of the buddies had a party for his birthday. Fell asleep, passed out at probably like 4 a.m. I told myself, set an alarm so you wake up because my dad always wants to have, you know, jump into work right in the morning. If I'm not there, he's going to think I'm dead. What do I do? I pass out. And I don't wake up. I finally wake up, my phone's dead. So that didn't wake me up with the alarm. Get it charged. It's 10:30 (laughs) a.m.
2: As soon as I'm
1: like, oh fuck. Because he he doesn't know where I'm like, he doesn't know where I'm at. Cause like I passed out at my buddy's garage. I'm like, he's probably looking for me dead in a ditch right now. (laughs) As soon as I popped up, looked out the window, he's outside of this town. I see him driving around. I'm like. Oh my God, I'm gonna, oh, my ass is gonna be red. Yeah, I didn't go out for a couple months after that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was one and done for a while. Yeah,
1: I so had... charge your phone before you go out. Let's yeah. just say that.
2: So, the first time I ever got completely blitzed out of my mind when I was 16 years old, that, that I was working for my dad at that time. My dad was a painting contractor. So, my daily driver was a Ford. <laughs> E3, a one-ton van, diesel van. So there was no seats in the back of it. It was a cargo van. It was used for painting. There's two seats up front. That and was your daily driver. Like, <laughs> that's why I drove to school. <laughs> a one-ton fucking diesel van. Ford. <laughs> so a, boy, a buddy of mine had a party. And at 16, my deal... I left my parents' house when I was 16 years old and I got my own apartment. So, this is at 16 years old and I'm still (laughs) going to fucking school. It's a crazy story. So, one of my buddies had a party went over to his house. It was was only probably three or four blocks away from where my place is at. You go to this party and it's probably one of the first big parties that I went to. Because I worked all the time. I didn't really party. So, I drive my van to the party. I can't remember this fucking Broad's name was Adrian something, but <clears throat> go to her house. We fucking partied up, and they're doing shots of tequila. And I'm like, Yeah, fuck you, motherfuckers. I can fucking drink that shit. I just took the whole bottle, fucking started pounding shots. I drank the whole bottle of what's the tequila that has the red hat on top of it? Oh,
3: god, I don't what's
2: know. Fucking old uh, Toro Toro tequila, nasty <laughs> shit. they
3: even fuck. make it? <laughs>
2: I don't even know if they make it anymore. So I drank the whole bottle pretty much, I mean, other than what shots we gave away. The next morning at 7 a.m., we had a hunting trip to my buddies. So we were all meeting at my house, my apartment, and they were all going to meet at 7 o'clock we're going to hunt. So <laughs> my buddy Matt shows up in my house at 7 a.m. My fucking van is in my front lawn, it was a duplex is it was on an early apartment. Yeah. So my fucking van is in my front lawn running, idling. <laughs> my front door is wide open. I'm laying fucking face planted down in my fucking bed and I shit my fucking pants. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm laying in nothing but my underwear so I got a fucking mountain of shit. Um... <laughs> fucking underwear. And these guys all come in like,
3: what the fuck's going on? And I
2: wake up out of a dead sleep I'm like, oh, I don't know what fucking time I didn't know what day it was. <laughs> They're like, Jesus Christ, man, It's fucking smells in here. <laughs> so yeah, that was my first really fucked up experience. I shit my fucking pants. I was supposed to go hunting that day. The fuel tank. I on cleaned here. myself up. I actually ended up I did go hunting that day. It was terrible. I never even I never got anything. I just kind of stumbled around the
0: woods licking my wounds. Oh. <laughs> so I I gotta ask, what were you hunting? Because I'm curious. It deer hunting? Come to Nebraska. We'll kill some turkeys. All right.
1: Right on. Oh, Liv, Can you match oh, yeah. these? Can you match these <laughs> stories?
3: Uh okay. What was the first time I got it drunk? Oh Lord. I think I was thought I would have been fourteen, and this is the only one that really comes to mind. So I probably had drank before then, but this is definitely probably the one that I again drunk mm-hmm. the first time. No. Oh. No, uh, there was this place, they, it's still around here, it's over towards Deer Point, and it used to be called Great Bear Lodge, now it's called Great Wolf Lodge, I think, Yeah. That's it. so my brother raised quarter midgets, and it was his banquet of some sort, where they gave out awards and trophies for the year-end stuff. And so all the families would spend the weekend at Great Bear Lodge, and the families were all drinking, playing the slides, and whatever. So my sister and her husband came, and then my uncle, who I definitely did some running around with. I was his designated driver, but that meant I had my tent, so I was driving around with my uncle, but I could get beer and that sort of thing. So we, my sister and I and her husband were in one room and we found out that you could order alcohol and they would deliver it to the room. So my sister calls and she ordered these drinks that were called purple rain. And it was like the equivalent of a Long Island iced tea, but they were purple. So she just kept ordering them and having them delivered. So before we knew it, I was 14 years old, trying to walk around Great Bear Lodge in a bathing suit, trying to stay sober in front of my parents. Not happening. So then my sister decides to kick me out of her room that night, and she's not letting me spend the night with her and her husband. So I'm like, well, where am I going to go? She's like, go over to Uncle Sam's room. I'm like, okay. So I go over and knock on the door. Well, he's got his buddy his friend, a woman, and then my other uncle is sitting with him. And so I'm like, Jesus Christ, okay. And I'm like zooming around this room trying to find him somewhere to sleep. When I laid down and I started getting his friend, I was like, Oh my, get up, get up, I'm gonna puke. I'm gonna puke! Get up. You gotta let me out. He's like, go off that edge of the bed. So I like scurried down that edge of the bed and I ran to the bathroom and when I went into walk in the door, I started falling backwards. It was like a blackout moment but I grabbed the door hinge and my ring that was on my middle finger got stuck on the door hinge. So when I fell it like ripped, it totally like degloved my middle <laughs> finger. So I'm sitting there on my ass and I'm like um somebody needs to come help me I, I'm think, I, I think I broke <laughs> my finger. My uncle's <laughs> like just lay down right there and go back to sleep. I'm like, but I think I'm hurt. I think I broke my finger. His friend's like, but just just lay down. Just go to sleep. You're fine. I'm like, no, but I think I'm bleeding. And my other uncle, who had AIDS, <laughs> was like, I'll get her. And everybody's like, no! <laughs> and then they all jumped up and came and rescued me. And that was yeah. that Oh, God. I don't think I drank. I didn't drink until I was probably 15 after that. That was the next morning. I got in so much trouble by my parents. that They totally knew because I was walking around with a de-gloved finger. So they were, yeah, I think my sister ended up taking a bump out of it. I blamed it on her for taking me out of the room. Never again. Great Bear Lodge. Never went back.
0: I, I had another story to tell but I, I do I do not even think I could top the uncle with AIDS coming in the same day. I'm sorry, yeah. I can't top that.
3: <laughs> he, he was like he was the sweetest sweetest guy ever and he had the mentality of like a nine year old so he was like everyone's best friend and he wanted to help everyone but he didn't understand that like he couldn't. Right. <laughs> Literally he couldn't. Yep don't yeah you can't touch her so that type of thing and so god loved him he was the only one that was willing to get up and help me that night until he said it and then everybody jumped up and came to my rescue thank god
2: we can't we can't get enough employees right now we were two weeks ago we were lacking probably 50 employees in Mississippi alone just for the tank lamp. And we're back. We're about 90% now. We raised our hourly rate for just uh, general labor, $4 an hour. So they're making about eighteen fifty.
1: That's probably to $20.50 an
2: hour for a general labor.
1: A, labor oh, account. man.
2: That's
0: more than I make on my farming welfare check that I get. From the <laughs> <family. Everybody laughs> says that. I'm just saying. It's more than I make. This, this fucking, this fucking mysterious government check that shows up for me farming. I,
1: I still think there's another stimulus check coming. I really do. Another fourteen hundred coming.
0: Why? Why? I'm serious.
1: Uh, I'm, men- as, I'm
0: as middle class as it gets, and I don't fucking need it. I ever. saw an
1: article the other day. I think there's one more coming.
2: That's pathetic.
0: Unbelievable.
1: Hey, but Fuck you got to be proud of Iowa. I don't know if you guys saw that article that our governor signed that we're getting rid of the unemployment. Yeah, yep. there you go. Yeah, because we have the jobs now. I I'm,
0: think I'm Ohio just saying, did too. Ohio and Mississippi yeah. both did it. Yep. Yeah, I'm just saying, if you want $1,400, respond to one of them now hiring signs that you see fucking everywhere. <laughs> I'm serious. They are everywhere. They're more than I've ever seen in my life. Yep. If a small town or a
2: larger town, it's the same way everywhere. Mm-hmm. Every place has a
0: now hiring
2: sign. Everywhere.
3: Yeah. Where we from, right. if you drive down the highway, literally every fast food, every restaurant, every clothing store, every grocery store, all three of them, every single one of them has a now hiring.
2: It's, so you don't know if, it's, you're, if you're struggling that much and you're starving, get a fucking job at one of those places.
0: Exactly, it is, it is fucking insane right now. I, I've, like I said, I have never seen more now hiring signs in my life. And I don't get me wrong, I've been around real long, but uh, I've been around long enough to work multiple jobs, and I know that this is ridiculous. I mean, and and we're handing out money to people that don't want that can't find jobs
1: to people Seriously. in jail too.
0: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) you you can't find a job. You're hurting economically. Well, I can't drive down my hometown street without seeing a now hiring sign out in front of every fucking business. Like, come on now. I'm sorry.
3: It's the same in the horse industry as well because we have multiple different boarding barns in this area. And every single one of them, the owner or the head of trainer, I've spoken to within the last mm, probably two months. And they say, you know, do you know anybody that needs a job? Do you know anybody that is looking to clean stalls? Do you know anybody that can do an afternoon shift? Do you know anybody that can? And it's literally absolutely anything. Seating, cleaning, cleaning, um, anything, really. I and mean, then it's like the just absolutely nobody. They cannot keep an employee for... I had one guy. He called me a, a two weeks ago, and he said he has gone through upwards of ten employees within the last month. That he show up, that he worked for a couple of days, and then they gone. They never come back.
2: So they got to work to get their continue their
0: unemployment uh, check. Well, You're so right. And manual labor is so scary to people. I mean, it's crazy. Like clean. You said clean stalls. Like, yep. How many? how many people get scared off from just that alone? Like, seriously, it it, it has to be done. I mean, it has to be done. And And it's good money. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's really not that hard. I mean, I'm sorry. It's not, you scoop some shit, you clean the stall out. It's pretty fucking simple. And And nobody's
3: watching you. Nobody's standing over you watching how you're doing. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a very like, if you're someone that wants to show up to a job, and do your job, and then when it's done, go home. If it takes you an hour, you can go home. If it takes you three hours, whatever. They don't care. It's just as long as it gets done, they don't give a shit. And it's like, it's unbelievable that people just think, you know, manual labor or something like that. They don't want to do
0: it. And that's kind of the problem, though, is that that kind of shit gets looked down on. So, like, anybody coming up from, like, like, looking... To do something like that's not even an option. Like, oh, I have to go to school. I have to get my liberal arts degree so I can sit unemployed <laughs> for fucking eighteen years and not have a fucking job because there's like no liberal arts jobs out there because that's a fucking non-existent occupation. Like, no, work needs to be done. I'm sorry, I'm gonna say it. Like, yep. I- I'm serious, like, I mean. It's 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 a weird time in our society, but the uh, trade schools will always be. I'm sorry, I'm I'm not. There's like there's like certain levels, but like yes, there's there, there's a place and a time for a bachelor's degree, a master's degree. Don't get me wrong, but trade schools are going to keep this country running. I'm sorry. I will say you
2: need to try to recruit more people to get into these trade schools. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I mean, there's if if there's no trades, there's no economy. Right. Plain and simple. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say it. Like there has to be guys on the front line making that economy run. There's no economy. There's no. You're not trade. You're not investing. You're not trading in stocks. You're not doing any of this shit. If there's not people making that product happen. There's only so triangle. much, I'm, I'm,
2: I'm pretty big on automation when it comes to the bottom line, but there's a lot of aspects of manufacturing or whatever it may be that automation doesn't work every fucking time. You got to still have to have somebody to fix the robots. You have to have right. somebody still to fix the automation that's generalized in your, whatever you're producing, whether it's a fucking hamburger or a fucking car. Yeah, those people yeah. that need to, the,
0: the right. people that need to keep that shit going. If you don't have them, you're fucked. Yeah. Like, like you said, the hamburger or the car. Okay, the hamburger. That fryer still is gonna break down. That exactly. fryer is still gonna need to be worked on by somebody. Somebody is going to have to fix that. They're not gonna send That's... fucking
2: baby robots unless these, the the uh, UFOs are coming yeah. or or all. <laughs> All techie guys coming in to fix a fucking goddamn fryer in my house. The
3: ice cream machine. I'm just
1: going to say that.
0: <laughs>
1: That's God a thing. Fix that life. motherfucker for once and for all.
3: Oh, we We're all from
1: different states us. and we all can relate to that same problem. <laughs> I want
3: people to go to the barrier school because, oh my Jesus, it's like trying to find a, a horse, a blacksmith in this area is like it's like tooth and nail, and it's, it, it, I mean, when I say trying to find a barrier, I mean, like, I'm fortunate because I have one that stuck with me for years and years, but I've been dropped. I've actually been fired by barriers because my horse pulled too many shoes, and it's like,
2: you aren't doing, doing your job, you
3: fucking douchebag. You're making money. You're making money. When you come back out to pack my horse's shoe back on or to put a new shoe on my horse, you're gonna make money. You're you're that's your job. So why are you bitching about that you gotta come back out and pack this shoe back on? And it's like, oh no. I mean, I yeah, it's, it's and then it's they get to set their schedule and if if they are just too tired or it's too cold or it's too hot they'll just send you a text message like 30 minutes out and they'll be like yeah i'm too
0: busy i can't come okay that's what i'm saying we're we're touching on like what three four different industries here and we're all dealing with the same problem nobody wants to work nobody wants to show up setting their own hours this and that like well i'm sorry but we're the money's
3: right there. We're the are doomed. Oh, right there, it's right there in front of their faces. If they want, if anybody wants to make money, it's right there. It's just, it's like I swear to God, ever since we did the whole lockdown thing, people just want to stay locked down.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, <laughs> they don't,
3: they don't want to come back out. They don't want to go back to work. They don't want. It's like. Yeah, and now they have an incentive not
1: to work, so it's like, why yeah, would they? They just why want to paint back? their hair blue and pink, and <laughs> U- ultimately,
0: <laughs> do you think that's not not what was the plan? I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're just trying to create a dependent society here. I'm sorry, I'm really bad with fucking words.
1: This is so. communism, because that's where we're I, going.
0: I am just a dumb, welfare-having <laughs> farmer here. So, <laughs>
2: I'll tell you what. Uh, being a part of Farm Talk is, I respect all you guys. I'm telling you right now. So, I mean, you guys are fucking young as fuck, and you got your shit together.
3: Everything I want of you to be at
2: That's my favorite, my most, my favorite part of TikTok, the Farm Talk, is the majority of all these young kids? You guys are the one percenters of the
0: fucking world. Yeah, rare, rare breed. I'm not gonna yeah. get you wrong. We're a bunch of fucking idiots. <laughs> we work our asses <laughs> off. Like I, I'm, I'm not gonna correct you. Like we still, we are still kids. On quote unquote, like we That's are like, make, you your shit together. You're, you're we're gonna dumb. make mistakes and we are going to do some dumb shit. But uh well, well, you learn
2: from those and like.
0: We are but at the same time we're being taught a work ethic and, yep. and that that's such a rare fucking thing anymore. I mean it really is. I mean, anymore like oh I, I I literally feel like today's youth is growing up like the only way you're going to make it in life is if you are popular on social media. And yeah. I feel I, I mean I'm sorry, I feel like that's a little contradictory because that's how like we all <laughs> half fast know each other, like seriously. But like, that's what it is. I mean, really, anymore? Like, you have to have an X amount of followers to be a person anymore. Yeah, that's fuck, that, yeah, That's that's fucked, up, that's fucked up to me. Like, I, I don't know. But like I that's said, that's get, a little. You know
2: that's why we get all the haters. All yeah, these motherfuckers but, that come in here and comment, like "fuck you," you don't know what you're talking about. Fucking
0: daddy's money, this and that. Fuck you, motherfuckers. Right, this I, is but what banned,
1: it. banned community guidelines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: but at the same time, I feel like it's so ass backwards because that's the only way that us three are sitting here, or us four are sitting here having a conversation is social media. Right. So we're using
2: that aspect of it for good instead of evil.
0: Right, right. I mean. And and that's why I feel like there's a place in time, like we we should use this tool we have to spread our message. And exactly don't, right. don't get me wrong, I, I I'm I'm pretty far on the fucking right, but the left can use this tool just as well as we can. Right. right, right. It's their right. It's, a it's all right. Ahead of
2: us. That's the problem.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but like, You're it's like j- hyped up. <laughs> I don't know. I It's like, it is such a touchy subject because I know where I fall on the side of the aisle, but I can under, it's like, okay, well, so we're like on, I don't know. I, I get so, far. I don't even want to wrap my head around this shit. I really don't. Like, that's why I like literally remove myself. I'm just like, I am going to plant my corn. Just, plant think my were, just
2: think if you were a young basement dwelling little fucking dweeb, like the majority of the fucking people on these fucking apps are. Well, you don't even know what to think. You can't think like, for yourself, and so you like think everything that you it, see on the internet is real, real fucking
0: life. Eighty percent of the people, me and Blake's age, are that. Exactly. Me, meanwhile, Blake is working a full time job, and then coming home and farming with his family. Yeah. That is, I mean, I have to, dude. Blake, I'm sorry. I'll fucking I'll stroke my dick to you right now. Like seriously. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, that's amazing. Like, seriously. Like, like it's just like, but he's I mean, going, like he's going, he's gonna make a
2: he's gonna make something out of his life, guarantee it. Right, right. Only he, fucking 10 years from now, and this motherfucker's gonna be on top of whatever it is he's doing. Whatever it is, is he's gonna be on top. That,
0: that's Period. the thing. You gotta look at it as regardless of the political situation. You you literally it it sounds selfish, but you have to take care of yourself.
3: Yourself. Yeah, exactly.
0: I mean, but that and that's where where Blake's coming in. He's working his job, he's farming with his family, he's taking care of himself. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm doing. So regardless of what comes in, he's happy, he's doing what I think he that's wants what we're to do. All doing,
2: actually. It's, it's, yeah. Exactly. I'm not sure, exactly. I'll make a bold statement by saying it's
0: survival of the fittest, but
1: we're right. not
0: fucking fit. Right, fucking
1: exactly. Full cool
2: fucking bags that don't know their ass from a hologram, they're going to And you know what? Yeah. They will fucking starve us death one day, I guarantee you.
1: One of the questions I had on the list tonight, though, who says the word fuck more, Dennis or Tony from Growing Corn?
2: We've had a competition. <laughs> I think we've had one or two.
0: Tony and I have had, like, about a year ago, we did one. I, I, I would just say this. Dennis, your fucks come way more naturally than Tony's. I'm just going to say that.
2: It's <laughs> every say, day.
0: I don't give do a shit. I mean, you know what? I can
2: shut it I, off when I'm talking to I, customers and stuff, but we have a daily huddle every day. So organization that we have about 10 people on at 9.30 every fucking morning during the week. We're on this call every morning, no matter what. And it's all the executives, all the plants, all the leaders of the company. And every other word is,
0: fuck, 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 motherfucker, fuck, fuck, fuck. And, and <laughs> I, I, I will just roll. have to say, I, <laughs> I, I know Tony listens to this, so I'm not saying your fucks aren't natural. I'm just saying I feel like, tennis, or I feel like Dennis as you beat on the fucks.
3: So. I, I feel, I feel like Tony's books are, are, he just, uh, he, he, he sends them so gracefully. I feel like you no, yeah, okay. are like very, like forceful, like it sends chills down here. Like, throat. like
1: more from a mafia <laughs> aspect. Yeah. <laughs> And
0: Dennis, fuck. Dennis All is right. mafia material for sure. Yeah, Tony's
3: more more. and mine. <laughs> mine is just my I'm telling you what.
0: The first time that I
2: have seen Tony, you're seen more hateful. That, the first
0: time, yeah, exactly. The first time I
2: seen Tony on
3: TikTok, I'm like, holy
2: fuck. That's like my goddamn brother. Holy shit, what the fuck? <laughs> oh,
3: it was an instant <laughs> instant bromance.
1: Long story you know,
0: short, Tony, since you're listening to this. I'm sure you are at some point. He listens in very often. But uh step your fuck game up, bro. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> He's the yeah. one that
2: inspired me because this is how
0: I talk normal. He kind of he was no, my inspiration of I, I, I think he inspired a lot of, run a run of people. Yeah, for sure. For sure. There's a lot of people that were like on social media, they were kind of reserved and shit like that. And then he just came in fucking fires ablazing and everybody was like, yeah. all right, we can we can relax a bit a little bit and be ourselves and shit like that. So that, <clears throat> that was cool on his part. I mean I will say that. Yeah. Yeah, he was definitely for
2: but he was my TikTok inspiration.
1: To be giving no fucks.
2: To be myself. <laughs> this this is how I am I'm not fucking acting like anybody. I'm not doing anything. I'm just being myself. This is how I talk every fucking day. I
0: don't give a fuck. That's honestly, that's the best thing you can do. Like seriously, best thing you can do.
3: That's probably why some people ask me, they're like, "Is he really like that?" I'm like, "Yeah." And sure. I said, "This is a, this is." I sometimes I will say that he seems nicer on TikTok than he is in real life because I feel like sometimes he kind of thinks like, you know, uh, well, I can't say that because that. Like really bad, and he would have totally blasted off and say it in real life. But I think that I I I might have be a little bit of it. Nothing nothing surprises me because i I've known you my entire life, and my dad obviously it is the exact same way. So nothing shocks me that you say. And I don't, you know, people he can be like literally every shade of red and like spraying a ninety year old woman with diesel fuel at a gas station and, and I'm sitting in the passenger seat like you know or drinking my morning coffee like okay can we go now please and he's like uh, are you gonna come out here and help me right now I'm like no we need to go you know we, nothing bothers me her and I walked in the grocery
2: store and
3: he had he, a, he had a, a little picture in his name on the wall of shame at our local grocery store <laughs> because he cussed out <laughs> your innocent shelf stocker.
1: So the, oh. Are you the only picture on this wall?
3: The wall of shame. Uh, there was a couple of people that it was for like stealing or like, um I don't know, like <laughs> it, it, insignificant things. And then there was this. I literally had to take my mom to the grocery store and show her because I died laughing. <laughs> that you need to TikTok. He was banned from the store for like how many weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks. He was banned from the store for um, vulgar
2: language.
3: Vulgar language and obscenity just towards an employee or something. <laughs> <laughs> what? I didn't even know they could do that. But they did, and my husband was one of them. I think it was a joke. It was not a joke, honey. Your picture was on the paper.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, the draft tonight, ladies and gentlemen, will be drafting our favorite alcohol beverages. The order will be ladies first, of course, and then Dennis, Jake, and then myself, and then reverse order. I think we're going to stick with two picks. So – Liv, you're kicking us off.
3: Uh, My first pick would be Bud Light.
1: Okay, so Bud Light is off the table. Dennis, what do you got?
2: Tito's and Lemon Water Zero.
1: (laughs) Shocker.
3: Why do you got to say the Lemon Water?
0: What was it? I didn't even hear.
2: Tito's and Lemon Water Zero. Oh. Or vitamin Water Zero.
3: They're gross. Don't try them.
0: They're good. I, he I was wonderful. Him. That might even want to ruin
1: it. <laughs> Jake, you're up.
0: I'm up. I have to go with a Crown Royal Pepsi.
1: What kind of Crown Royal?
0: Just right.
1: Okay.
0: I, I like my whiskey. Oh, yeah. I
1: like Crown Royal. All right, I'm going to take the 101. get it off the table. Push light, that's just what happens in Iowa. All right, since I was last, my second back-to-back pick would be I like something sweet. I'm not just a beer guy, so I'm going to go Mike's Hard. Call me basic, whatever you want to call me. You
0: know, people can hate on the Mike's Hard all they want, but they go down so smooth, and you will get – fucked up like, playing <laughs> more
3: plays than one
0: <laughs> yeah there's no lie like if you want to talk shit on mics like don't even bother I'm sorry anybody listening don't bother
1: because- so what's your next pick then Jake because you got next pick and then oh, it goes. I'm up? yep then it goes Dennis and live to finish out what,
0: what was I at a crown and coke crown and Pepsi yep uh, twist T I love me this is twist T yeah, that's another thing. That's that that's on that summer grind again. Like I want something refreshing. <laughs> yeah, I want something refreshing as shit after I'm sweating my ass off all day.
1: What you got, Dennis?
0: My second pick would be a Tito's
1: <laughs> Dirty.
3: A Dirty, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so
1: you gotta you gotta teach somebody who doesn't drink Tito's. What does that even mean?
2: So it's vodka and green olive juice.
3: Green olive
2: juice? Okay, I'm out. Uh, yeah,
3: dirty ugh. martini. Dirty martini. Oh, dirty martini, straight up.
2: Straight vodka, you put a little splash of olive juice in there. and fucking.
1: If I ever meet you, you got to make me one because I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. we will. Yeah,
3: I tell you what.
1: There's you, a company
3: that's
1: called Filthy.
3: Called Filthy. Olive brine. I by the
2: fucking case.
3: Olive brine.
1: To close us out, Liv, what's your last pick?
3: Oh gosh, my last break. Nineteen Crimes Red Blend. Yeah.
1: Uh, Over my head. I don't even know what the fuck. I that don't is. hear what we
3: You, a, you might
0: as well describe that to us because it's we
3: a it's a red it's a red wine. So okay. In the in the summertime, I like cold Bud Light, and in the wintertime, I like red wine. And I get a little weird on right
1: <laughs> Dennis is shoving him in front he's of you. He's like,
3: he's like, yes. Yeah,
1: let's open up like, way.
3: He literally <laughs> comes back from Costco. He's like, I'm like, can hey, you stop with Costco on your way home and pick up carrots for the horses? He's like, yeah. And line. he comes home with a two cases of wine, and I'm like, yeah, you want some freaky or like, something? <laughs> Apparently I've been to vanilla.
1: You want some bristles <laughs> Well, that'll do it for another episode of Beers in the Shop. Thanks for hopping on, Dennis and Liv. It was a pleasure having you. you got it, man. Thanks for having
0: us. I was glad. Appreciate it. <laughs> Jake
1: <Jinx. I'm gone.
0: laughs> He I'm has gone. no words. I'm not gonna lie. I am so fucking done. <laughs> I am ready for bed, and that's a fact. I'm just
1: getting started, buddy. I, he literally, <laughs> like,
3: literally is just getting started.
0: Who can we call for
1: the next podcast?
3: Like, yeah.
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> see you next week,
0: guys. All right, yeah, see beer, well. beers in the shop. COVID and live lux. So you're gonna keep partying. We're going to bed. In bed. Right, we're, we're out.